is life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book.Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig, coming to you live from Buck That Podcast. Got my bro, Chachos, in the building. Three amigos. The three amigos. Back at it again. The three bro-migos. Back at it again. I got my boy, Zach, in the building. How you doing? Good evening, gentlemen. Another great week. Bucks win. Bucks win. I mean... You know, like our, our, our boy Gene there in the intro, the Bucks win the Bucks. It's actually coming true now. Well, we actually need to change it because it actually says Bucks lead. Listen to it closely next time. It says Bucks lead. Is this a conspiracy theory? It, no. <laughs> it, no, it, it's true. It's true. It's true. It says right, Bucks man. lead. We at, at the very end, I'm talking about. Maybe he says it early on, but at the very end, it did say Bucks lead. We need to change that to Bucks win, especially with the way these boys have been playing the last, what? Four out of five I'm weeks. About, I'm about to back it up real quick. You should back it up. Let's back that thing up. He is a monster. That's, Here that's we go. what he was. A hard hit. You got to turn that up a little bit. He was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to practice doing things right all the time. Little things. Huh? Details. And Zach. Every day. You build. You got to build a Focus foundation, now, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves, game breakdowns, and interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book That Podcast. Aha! Buck's lead. Because honestly, I just heard it in the intro again, and I'm thinking to myself, you know. With the way these boys are playing, we need to change that to Bucks win. So I was actually going to bring that up to you. I thought it was the one that did say Bucks win, but the Bucks win part I put in the your your station ID. That's okay. what it was. All right. There is one with it. But I mean, uh, early on in the season, there's no reason to even had that in there because the Bucks weren't winning. Logan says, sorry, but it looks like Winston can throw five interceptions and still win. Shake my damn head. And he spells win. Well, he hasn't he thrown five, five interceptions and he win. He doesn't. He can't throw five and win. It hasn't happened yet. Every time he's thrown five, if he's thrown five, we've lost. Is, is he a little disgruntled because Washington gave his team a run for their money this Sunday? I a little mean, bit. I don't know. A little bit. Packers are going to be the first ones out of the playoffs. I said it here. Mm. You think so? Yeah, I don't think they're ready for it. They don't have that that Green Bay magic. No, they. It, 
there's something about that team that's different. And I don't know, you know if it's Rodgers like, or what. You know how they do like the contender pretender situation? Mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to be one of the pretenders. Of the, yeah, uh, definitely a pretender. My NFC. contender, not to get off topic, even though we're going to stay on topic of football, is the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. And my, and my man crush Monday. I'm, I'm following your I'm following your suit with the purple, but I'm going to the AFC. You going to the Ravens? To the Ravens. I'm fucking Ravens are beast, bro. Hey, Ravens, hey. I think are official, bro. They I, don't blank everybody who's been at them. I was looking at more of like an underdog coming out of the woodwork. Well, I, you. I, like I think the Ravens are like everybody's like looking at the Ravens like we don't want to play them. No, we Buffalo don't want to have to Buffalo play them Lamar. good though. Yeah, Buffalo's got a great defense. Buffalo's they play great wrong, defense, man. and they and did. Allen's they a good up. quarterback too. He's Allen's a decent showing quarterback. Some yeah. I'm yeah, liking man. him. I think he's going to take another year or so. But, they have a um, solid team over there. In well, Buffalo, they got to get man. the man with some weapons. He got they do. He got a couple though. I mean, he needs a good tight end. He got a bunch of has beens though, man. He got Frank Gore. Well, the thing is, is they they didn't. They, it's kind of like bomb. Arians with with Paint Barber. He like got Cole Beasley. They had to finally realize that they had a workhorse in Devin Singletary that they could fall back on. They were running Frank Gore like he was a thirty-two year old Frank Gore early so on like in the season. Frank yeah, run Frank your Gore. rookie. Every time the rookie got the ball, he was breaking long runs. His average at the beginning of the season was like over twenty yards a rush. I think part of that had to do with the uh, the uh, rushing Facts. records, though. I, I think that you know. Frank Gore being the distinguished gentleman that he is and, and, you know, what he's done in the league. Does that taint him, though? You know he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. No, because they did the same thing in Arizona with with Emmitt Smith. How many years, though, uh, has Frank Gore played, though, compared to Emmitt? Emmitt's played like 16, right? Yeah, I'll have to look that up. But I just feel like, I don't know, it's kind of tainted a little bit. It's taken him just as many years... To get less yards than him. Well, I, mean, I think you, he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I think he's a great running back. But I just think it's – I don't know. He would have got in regardless even if he would have retired after last year because he was still like number four on the list, all-time list. He just moved up to number three. But, I mean, if you really want to get technical about it, I mean, you can say the same thing about Emmett because technically speaking, if the Lions would have allowed Barry Sanders to go to a different team and traded him and then he didn't, you know, he didn't retire, he would have beat Walter Payton's record in fewer seasons than Emmett Smith would have. True. And that's yeah. facts. Fifteen years. Fourteen years. Oh, well. 2005 NFL draft. So well, I was or? counting out the actual. It says 10 years in San Francisco, three in Indy, one in Buffalo, and wow. one in Miami. So that's 15. 15, yeah, you're right. All right. Wow. 15, <clears> 15 but how many did Emmett have? I, I'm pretty for sure it was. running back, dude. He's 15 years there. for a running back? I'm pretty that's sure Emmett was like 15 or 16 years as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he had a 15-year career as well. Nice. So, compare. I mean, yes, Emmett's obviously the better running back, but uh, is he though? Well, I mean, do we need to compare stats? I mean, I know we're doing the Buck That podcast, but nice. eighteen thousand career yards for Emmett and fifteen thousand for. That's Look at the good. offensive line they had in Dallas, though. He had some pretty good ones. I was saying one hundred sixty-four touchdowns rushing, seventy-nine for Frank Gore. Hey. Still going to make the Hall of Fame. Still a great <laughs> yeah, player. Right. There's no argument there. No, not, not at all, not at all. But back to Buck That, Buck that Podcast, podcast yes. everybody. Great win. Uh, that's three in a row, four out of the last five, I believe, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, that's four out of the last five. Um, Only lost being to the Saints. With a 38-35 win over the Colts. Um, and, and I was reading an article about that particular score. They say it's like a rarity for that score combination to but be the Bucks done. Bucks have a lot of it. And out of like the 20-something times that that score is actually like been a final score out of whatever the history of keeping the NFL records since the beginning or whatever. Like out of the, tw- I think it was like twenty two, 
five of them are owned by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Two of them on Monday Night Football. One against <clears throat> the, the Colts. It was the Colts. The one against the, the Colts. Peyton Manning Peyton comeback. Manning. And then like Cincinnati or something. No, it was against the Rams, the Rams on Monday Night Football. It was the redemption game after the Burt Emanuel. Okay. Did uh, we end up catch. winning that game? I believe we did win that okay. game. Doesn't Winston have two of those games too? And Winston does have two of those games. Wow, that's pretty crazy. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought that 30-35 is an uncommon score. Yeah, there, there's uh, apparently it is. I, I thought it would it be. Is. I thought it would be more of a of a common score myself. Um, we are going to talk a little Jameis Winston here in, in a few. Um, we are going to talk about some some key things though. One of the biggest things I want to bring up, and I, you know, I'm going to kind of jump around this board about how uh, Zach has it written up, but. One of the most important things, anybody who was watching the game Saturday, seeing this wonderful deep, Sunday, or yes, yeah, Sunday, the this wonderful deep throw to number Evans? thirteen. Oh yeah, and all of a sudden, my boy started doing the hibbity hibbity hoppity hoppity. Yeah, he looked like uh, what's his name on on Friday, Uncle Elroy. Uncle Elroy. <laughs> yeah, he put it into that extra gear, and it uh, looked like his hamstring said no. Yeah, it popped, dude. Yeah, it definitely it, it popped. And as, soon as, as soon as it happened. You knew what I'm happened. saying I'm I'm saying he's done for the rest of the season. He's done. The no way cramp. the way he that pulled up, yeah, that was not a cramp. That was definitely a hamstring pull. Now they, uh, I, I think that MRIs did come back clear, but I think just for safety reasons, they'll shut him down. They're shutting him down for the, for the rest of the year, so that's understandable. I mean, we're we're we do have. So you're saying there's a chance we do have a slight chance to make the playoffs. Nope. No, we're, no, we're I think eliminated? no. Yeah, yeah oh yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, we're done. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, we're done. Unfortunately, we're done. So that's probably another reason why they're shutting down. Because I knew there was like a slight chance. Like if the stars aligned, the werewolf comes out of left field. Yeah, there was on and, Sunday. You then, know, the, the, the moon's just right. Yeah, the the, the 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 Patriots make somebody's uh, you know equipment disappear again or something <laughs> along those lines. Whatever the situation may be, we did have a, a slight chance, but yeah, okay, so because... Yeah, unfortunately, we are, are done with with the uh, Seattle Seahawks and Minnesota Vikings winning and getting to 10 wins. There's no way we're going to get to 10 teams. wins. Two good teams. And they locked it up Sunday, so... Yeah, you, you can't complain with that. The NFC is stacked this season. If it's any other year, we've seen 9-7 and seven teams creep in and we would have a chance, but unfortunately, uh, that's not one of these years for the NFC. We are really dominant. On this side of the ball, uh, you know, as far as this side of the league, stacked in the teams. I mean, if you look at the teams compared to the AFC, it's just well. Even even though we were very optimistic in the beginning of the season about how good the Bucks could be, based on you know we were going over even a lot of the what it looked the, on. They the looked win, good on paper. The, the wins, losses before the the, the season started, what we thought they could be. We were pretty close to around the 500 mark. I think Eddie might have had like 10 wins. I think I was like around nine. I think you might have been like eight and eight. So we we're we we're around there, uh, you know, around like the same amount of like potential wins because I, I think you might have had like 10 or 11 or something. Yeah, I think I had 11. I, I can't remember. I'm looking it up that, now. That see back. if I can find it. But but we kind of knew that like there might have been a chance for us to make it, but we already kind of agreed in, in, that the common denominator was probably going to be next year. We're going to have to bring in some other people, some stuff like that. And it's, it's kind of almost, you know, I hate to really even say it like this, but it's almost been uh, Bruce – kind of cleaning house a little bit i think with it's tweaking it i think with uh the hargrave situation that was a little addition by subtraction because i feel like you kind of get that cancer out of the locker room even though he was our vet it was kind of like that you know what i mean and, and it was something that could have waited until the end of the season but you know what he's like you know what we need to change things around and honestly 
from when that point happened. The secondary's gotten better. That secondary has gotten better, and mm-hmm. that's kind of when we, you know, four out of the last five, because that happened, what, about five, six weeks ago is, I think, when that, when that happened. I think between Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis, they're top, like, eight for pass deflections in the league. Well, there was a crazy stat, I think it was like a week or two ago, where Jamel Dean had only played, like, four games, yeah. and he was second in the league in pass defenses. Yeah, like 14 and, or something like that uh, at that point. I think it was a little more than that. I think it was in the 20s. Um, at that point, it was only, it was only like a week or two ago, and he was only like five behind the lead from a guy who's played all season, who's played like a couple hundred more snaps that he has. It was crazy, a crazy stat. And we saw Sunday too, Jamel Dean break up a couple passes as well. Carlton Davis is balling. I think he has the lead right now on the league. Carlton Davis does he? Yeah. Going back to some of our predictions, though, uh, I don't have our our wins and losses for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but we did make a couple other predictions. Yeah, because we did do those predictions. I yeah, I, I'll have to look around and see if I don't know. I don't Stay know tuned they... for next week, folks. We will release our stats. But we we did ask the question: Who would be the sack leader in 2019? Uh-huh. Uh huh. For some reason, Devin Craig, I don't, you said Dion Buchanan. Man, <laughs> who's famous he? Buck? Is he still here? Man. Is he is he still on this? He had a stub. He had a stub pinky toe. Hey, hey, man, they on. had to put him off the team. One, two, three, four. <laughs> uh, Eddie said a more realistic uh, name: Carl Nassib. That's yeah. a good guess. Carl with Nassib eleven been playing sacks, good. he's been playing good. He's not going to get eleven sacks, but he has been playing pretty good. Uh, I said Shaq Barrett at eight and a half sacks. Did you? Yeah, I think I just said Dion Buchanan because I like. I have no why. I don't know why you didn't give me a, a number either. You just said Dion Buchanan. Everybody else has a number. You're just I like, think you I know did. What? Maybe we just forgot to put it in. I really like this Dion Buchanan guy. He's going to make it through the season and he's going to lead the team sacks, even though he plays middle linebacker. Um, next one was who would lead the Bucks in interceptions? I think we all say Hargraves. Didn't Craig, we? Craig, Craig, you said Hargraves. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, first hey, year of Buck man. That Podcast. Next year, if I mention your name, you may end up fired. Hey, don't say it. Don't, don't say it. <laughs> Eddie said Carlton Davis, another realistic. He's he uh, three three interceptions. Hey, I'm not Carlton sure where, where he's man, at I'm right now. I'm trying to be positive for Hargraves, man. <laughs> See what happens when I trusted a Gator? Oh, man. I don't said ever Ma- go for a Gator again, man. I said Mike Edwards, so I'm right there with you. A guy who's not really getting too much playing time. Right now, he's kind of playing a little bit more. Uh, but I said four interceptions. And I think that was a little gaudy. Uh, let's see if we have anything else here. Oh, another thing I put in here. Craig says, by the trade deadline of the 2019 season, that what said player would have been traded? JPP? Or no, uh, Cam Brait. Was it Cam Brait? Yeah, he probably did say Cam Brait. Cam Brait's still here. See what happens when I because <laughs> I take too much medication before the show. Um, another one, uh, hundred carries for Ronald Jones. I believe he's over that right now. Um, Craig said under at ninety five at uh, ninety. Um. Oh wait, no. How, how did I put this in here? No, you said one twenty five. I said one forty uh, one thirty, and Eddie said one forty seven for carries. So, what is he at? I don't know where he's at right now. Why don't you look that up? Peyton Barber? No. Screw Peyton Barber. <laughs> I like I, Peyton Barber, man. I hope they let him go at the end of the season. I really do. 
I, I don't. I don't think they will. I, I think he he does something that uh, all the other backs fail to do, and that's pass protect. That's and, all right. And Arians I'm, likes that in him. He's, I, I think they're going to keep him around just because he's under contract. But I'm really praying we pick up somebody in like the third or fourth round next year. Yeah, I definitely think we're going to upgrade in the running back position. Be, like I don't even care. 136. He's got it right now. Yep. Okay. Sounds close. But speaking of stats. One guy who's who's exceeded all our expectations on this one year deal he signed out of Denver, and that's Shaq Barrett. He exceeded everybody's man, like out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that a guy that didn't get any playing time in Denver it's and system, had I man. think at the most like five sacks in his career in one season can come over now. This system is perfect for his type of play. And where's and he at now? He's, he's got like what fourteen and a half? Did he tie? I think he's at fifteen. Okay, we're gonna have to get the exact thing, but I thought he tied uh, Simeon Rice this last this last weekend, and I thought he was at fourteen and a half sacks. I can pull it up here in one GIF. Yeah, it was. It, it, yeah, he's at fifteen sacks. 15 yeah, sacks. I, I think what he just he was just a victim of the deep defense that they had in uh, Denver. He was part of the rotation, and even though he saw spot duty due to injuries and stuff, I think they wanted to go with you know obviously who their original starters were. And you know the Bucks had obviously the the management or somebody had been paying attention to this guy, yeah. and, and they brought him in. And you know what? I've actually read a because uh, I, I see it's kind of tying into the next situation and all tying together. Um, one of the questions you have on the board is, will he return next year? And he actually has come out and talked to some of the people uh, in in the uh, area of the Bucks beat writers and stuff like that, and said, "Look, me and my family don't like to move." So it's a nice place to live. Pretty much, he's already come out and said, "Like, hey, you make know, it happen. Let's make it happen." Like he kind of wants to be in Tampa Bay. Obviously, you know, like you said, the system is working for him. Um, this is a guy that we know how it goes when you sign those new contracts. Too, you're going to get the guaranteed money. You're going to get a, a, a decent paycheck. But then, what happens when you get those those contracts? What's in there? Incentives. This man, you know, starts getting like bonuses for ten plus sack seasons, workout bonuses, and this and that. Homeboy's probably going to get a, a pretty decent check at the end of the year, especially he, with us having some uh, money to spend in free agency. He's going to have a, he's going to get a boatload of money. He's going to have the brakes truck backed up to him. Well, depending on where you uh, look up at, I, I think we we've seen anywhere between sixty and ninety million that we're mm-hmm. supposed to have some kind of crazy number, depending on. What happens? You can you know carry the one, whatever you know how, how all yeah. that that craziness add, all that craziness adds up in yeah, a year. I, I'd, I'd give him twenty million. So let me ask you guys a question. We played uh, fourteen games now in this season. Out of those fourteen games, how many games do you think Shaquille Barrett was held to no sacks? Uh, maybe like four. I think he had like a four game stretch or something like that, wasn't it? That Were you over there? Ca- no, I'm looking at, at I'm it? looking at a really good stat of his right now that is like unbelievable. Okay, he has 29 quarterback hits. Okay, yeah, he gets after the quarterback. He's only had three games. Three games. Three games where he's held without a sack. That's pretty. It's, he's pretty consistent as he's far as pass rush goes. Multiple sack games too. He's had multiple sacks. He's had a three sack game, a four sack game. <clears throat> Excuse me, a, a two sack game and a couple ones and a half. And how many half sacks sack. is he from the all time record of for the Bucks? Uh, no. Oh, for a season, it, it's, I think it's, it's twenty three. Is that LT? No, it's, no, well, no, it's, it's somebody from the Giants too. It's, it's the gap. Yeah, no, boy, I, Strahan. I think it was broken recently, wasn't it? All time. No, Strahan. Strahan was the last one to break it, I believe. 
I, I know he did originally break it, uh, allegedly, when Brett Favre allowed him to um, to sack him in that game. Well, it's because the original guy who had the sack was the sack leader was like a, a, a inmate in a prison or something like that. He had did some kind of like crazy stuff and went to prison. So I think that they allowed him. To Michael visit. Strahan, twenty-two and a half. Twenty-two and a half. Okay. Jared Allen, twenty-two. And how Mark. many does Shaq Bear have? Right now, sixteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. <clears throat> so three I mean, games left, man. Three games. What? Fifteen out of what? So, seven and so a half. Seven and a half sacks. It's possible. He has two. If he has two or three, it's possible two, for him to have three or four this weekend against the Lions. Oh yeah. Mm. My it's possible. My yeah. third overall pick in my fantasy football isn't on that team currently right now on the IR. So you never know. Third overall, like in the first round. No, like my third. Okay, third, third pick, like third round. Okay. Oh, carry on. Yeah. He was balling too, man. And, and the thing that I like about this team moving forward, I mean, we'll, we'll stay on the defensive side of the ball. And speaking of, you know, people on that defense that have kind of made a difference, especially since he come back from his, uh, as as Eddie put it, getting animating and putting his neck bone. Uh, JP, it worked, though. It worked. JPP has come out and said, look, we got this locker room wanting to play spoiler. So they're 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 amped up. They're right? amped up. I mean, they're looking at this this Lions game like obviously you can't play spoiler to the team that obviously has a you know a lesser record than you, but the point is to try to beat them so to to you know keep that motivation going. But we play against a very solid Houston team in a couple weeks. That's going to be a good test. That's going to be defense. our Super Bowl. That I mean, let's be honest. We're not going to the playoffs now. This is our Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl well, contending team. Yep. Can we win? One thing I've noticed it too. Is guess who's battling the Texans for a spot in the playoffs right now? Titans, the Tennessee Titans, which they Ryan both actually Tannehill, they both actually play this week. They play this. So week. Tennessee Titans not only are trying to win the game this week, they're rooting for us next week. And Tannehill, I'm gonna be 100 percent real he's with you. Over there. He, he, no, he's, he's been he, looking pretty he good. He looks revived over there. He really does. But uh, you know, obviously JPP wants to play spoiler to some teams. Um, another guy who rumor has it said that he kind of wants to maybe return, you know, maybe even want to come and return at, at a you know a veteran discount. Sue, um, Sue is a guy we probably want to bring back on that line for like a couple year deal. Um, we got to keep a lot of this. We got to keep this defense intact uh, for the most part. There's a lot of potential on that defense. A lot of potential. Nita Vea might be the best interior like nose tackle in a three four system like, like in the, the last league. ten years. Well, I was just gonna say this season. Uh, the way he's playing and the way he's uh, able to generate push and rush. I mean, th- there's times when I see him push the center back and the guards and the tackles are able to hold up Sue or Golson or uh, Runez Noches or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, Nunez Roches. Yeah. Uh, they're able to hold him up, but Vita Vea just pushes the pocket, and that has just done wonders well, for our run defense. And, and to add on to that, I think uh, one of the big things you're going to start hearing less of is the whole, oh, we could have had Derwin James. We could have had Derwin. Well, you know what? We could have had Derwin James. But we got a Vita Vea. Right. But we got Vita Vea. And at first, you know, I think that because of the injury last year, he didn't it's get – a slow start, too. Yeah, he, I mean, he a slow start. He didn't get much of a of, of playing time last year. When he did, he got spot – you know, kind of some spot touches, but he was dealing with some injuries last year. But when we seen him last year, he showed some flashes of what, what he's doing exactly this year. Then, you know, he kind of got that little injury preseason, but was able to come back. 
I think it also hurts him the type of position he plays. It's not like the flashy Warren Sapp defensive tackle. Uh, yes, yeah, three technique. Tackle. You know, it's a nose, It's gritty. It's it, when Duran James is flying around making interceptions and flashy plays. It's fans want that stuff. You know, but it takes a couple years. This guy's going to be an All Pro defensive tackle. I wouldn't be surprised if he got the All Pro nod this year. And heaviest, definitely a pro heaviest Bowl. man to score a touchdown. Heaviest, yeah, like a beast. exactly. And he's nimble too. Just he like is. coming out of college, what do they say about him? Dancing Barrett. That's what he is. He is super athletic. Well, and I believe I he's did read strong. that article when they were talking about him being the heaviest person to ever, you know, score a touchdown in the NFL. I believe in high school or something like that, he played some fullbacks, some he tight ends. He did play running back. Yeah. yeah he so did. He, he, mm-hmm. he, he, he got the moves. I, yeah. He, he's got the moves like Jagger. Um, you know, some great things going into this next year, defensive wise. And another person on the defense is, you know, we haven't touched the secondary, but we knew that front seven was was the truth. Rookie of the month, correct? Devin White. Devin White, yeah. Rookie Devin of the White month. Devin White finally came out. He's had, he's had a couple of really nice Who I performances. Think it, had he not missed those, what, four games, five games, something like that? When yeah, when they had a, with the knee? his knee. Yeah. I, I think our on point with tackles and different things like that, some of those little predictions it, that it, we had, it would have been a little bit more on point. It was a little gaudy. My numbers especially were yeah. a little gaudy as far as tackles leading the league as a rookie. But, you I mean, see there's now, no reason why to now. say if, if he was healthy at the beginning of the season that he might be a rookie of the year candidate for well, the defensive side of the ball. Isn't he still – Still kind of in that talk. Sure, he is, he is. but wouldn't he? Don't Especially think he, with Miles Garrett being suspended for the rest of the year. Well, Miles, the other Miles guy? Garrett's Allen, not a rookie. Right? Oh, yeah, he wasn't a rookie. Yeah. Uh, he was for Defensive Player of the Year, I think, yeah. he was up for. Um, but, I mean, if he had four or five more games under his belt, uh, he might be a runaway. Yeah, he might be a runaway with it. But definitely somebody who's made a difference on our defensive side of the ball. I, I like what we're going to do. Um Moving forward, I think that everything – it's kind of like you see everything is starting to slow down because let's be real. What's one of our biggest things that we had on early on? We weren't able to close on close games, and the not past few wins have, have been – The defense would not stop anybody. Even with, the, even with the, the Seattle Seahawks game, which we lost a few weeks ago, we were still in position to win that late in the game, and we've had some ones where we've held on. Obviously, that one got away from us in overtime – Against Russell Wilson, who's in the talks of being MVP this year in the league, he's the best. He's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, let's well, be honest. Yeah, he's one of the best. I mean, yes, sure. we can talk about Brady's stats and what he's done in the past, but it's talking about right now. Russell Wilson is the best what franchise is- quarterback. That I you mean, can get. Russell Wilson's having a great year. Deshaun Watson's having Deshaun. a yeah. great year. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Pat Mahomes. I mean, Lamar Jackson is this year's Pat Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. There, there's legit five. I think, honestly, and, and, Garoppolo's been having a good shout year. Out, shout out to the league because this is the first time ever uh, a few weeks ago that five black quarterbacks were actually in the MVP discussions ever in the history of the league. Hmm. So that's just going to show you, you know, maybe even that mo- mo- mobile quarterback kind of situation. You know, we see a lot of times when things come in college, sometimes, they, you know, if it's a good situation, those spread offenses, RPOs, that's kind of like the new wave. You know, and especially when you got when you got defenses that do the things that defense – like, you know, back in the day it was like, you know, you had those middle linebackers. They were just big dudes, bruisers, would, would hit you. Now you got linebackers. Like, what did Devin White run? Like a four three or four four? Yeah, he's super. He's quick. ran down like three like four, running four. backs. Something crazy in the in the in the combine. Like you legit have certain. Uh, was Don Terry Poe a few years in the combine ran like a four four or four three at like three hundred some pounds? Like you have defensive linemen that are freaking quick. So you know you're looking at a fast paced 
you know, more NFL, a little bit more offensive friendly. These RPOs is kind of like the new, the new wave. Um, even something where that that even with Jameis Winston, I think that he's kind of stepped up a little bit in his game, even though he's had the turnovers, he's had the interceptions. There have been a few times where, like, a lot of times where maybe he might have been like the Josh Freeman and not really ran when he had it. Sometimes he sees that, hey, you know what? I don't like I don't like how the coverage is looking right now. Let me go get these six yards and slide. Yeah, he's doing quick. a little bit more of that in the he last. He plays couple of weeks. to win, man, and that's yeah. why I love watching him. He's play. not necessarily like the RPO running or running quarterback like a Deshaun Watson. Yeah, or it's even not like pretty when Wilson. he runs. But you know what? He he can be like that. And I hate to say it, but it's a pretty good comparison. And somebody that that uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, somebody that that Arians is very familiar with, a bigger dude that can run. And let's be real, you know, he gets past those front seven, and some little like safety or some cornerback tries to pop him at you know a buck eighty two ten. Oh, he'll lower his shoulder. Yeah, he'll lower his those shoulder. Are, those defensive linemen can't even bring him down sometimes. Yeah, he a big dude. He's he's broken away from a couple sacks. Yeah. Um, Can I ask you guys just a random off the wall question? Let's go. If you had to rate Jameis Winston on Madden, what was his overall rating that you give him? Eighty five. I say he'd probably be in the eighties somewhere. Well, that's that's very vague. Let's nail down a number. I say like low to mid eighties. Okay, still very vague. I'm just gonna give you a number. How about eighty three? We'll go right in the middle. I think that's pretty solid. Okay. I think he's rated like a 76. It's probably That's partly because of the interceptions. A little too low. Yeah, but don't you feel like Jameis is like one of the most gifted quarterbacks out there? Besides the fact that he throws interceptions, which we saw Sunday, some of them are really fluky. They a are. little bit behind Perryman, it tips off his hand, it goes right into the Leonard the made defenders. a good play, too. What's that? Leonard. He made two. Yeah. Two, but, the one, I mean, he, but the one he was he was a really good. He play. basically faked Jameis into yeah. thinking he was coming into rush and then drop back at the last second into coverage, which is right. beautiful. So I hate Twice to, all I hate to sound like a broken record here because I know we've said this and, and obviously this is our first year doing Buck that podcast. But me and you've done you know no boundaries and different mm-hmm. things. We talked about Bucks over the past few years, especially with Winston, and we always say you know next year he's going to progress. Next year, I honestly feel that finally. Next year, we're going to see a progression of Jameis Winston because I think they're going to actually do something that they need to have been doing since they drafted him, and that's uh, protect him. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to help a lot. Um, I, and, and I think that some way, shape, or form, either through free agency or even you know hitting off some draft picks, you got to bring in some more weapons. One of those being running back. I, I like what Rojo's doing. Not a huge fan of Peyton uh, Barber. But you know what? How about just giving not bringing in another back, but just giving Rojo the, the proper due? Instead of this 60-40, 55-45 split or whatever. That's why they don't play him as much, man. Yeah. You saw him blow some some. Yeah, but there's, some a, blocks. there's a lot of first and second down well, he could well, be playing. Well, here's the thing. This is what I wanted to get to, right? So me and, me and uh, Derek were talking about how many good running backs are actually He blew one block, of, by uh, the way. Actually, I know of, that's a yeah. big deal. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. But me and Derek were talking about, you know, there's actually quite a bit of, you know, some pretty solid running backs coming out this year between, like, Penn State, Wisconsin, uh, Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if the guy from uh, Michigan's eligible. Did you guys do a list on no boundaries of the top ten quarterback or running backs? No, we didn't. That that, that could be a, a, something we can look into for this, this Sunday. But there's a lot of, you know, it's probably going to be a, a pretty deep running back class. Where you can get a guy that fourth, fifth rounder that comes in like a cream hunt, yeah, and ends up being like a beast, you know, behind. The, but I think for Rojo to get better, we got to put in some competition. Oh yeah, for him to get better, always, and a little more protection. And, you know, 
and, and, and obviously coach him up. He obviously got coached up from last year to this year, so he's improved on that. And pass protection is something that, that's that's a coachable. That's a learned thing. That's it a is. that's a coachable thing. Yes, that, that's that, definitely coachable. That's not like a talent. I'm saying like a dude runs a four two four three four four. That's just like straight up athletic gift talent. You know, and I wouldn't say he's as bad as he was at the beginning of the nah, season. He's, yeah. he's definitely grown throughout the season. He's gotten a lot better at it. He missed a very key block that resulted in a Jameis Winston fumble. Yep. That resulted in points, so that's why he got pulled out of the game for that, and then and, and rightly so. You yeah. know, you're not going to make the block; you shouldn't be in the game. But I think more or less, what I'm thinking of in more touches is on the first and second down. Let's just get let's just get Peyton out of there on those first and se- even on third down. I'm sorry, but there was two plays this like past weekend where it was third and one, third and three, and Peyton Barber got the ball on both of those, and he was failed to get up in the yardage necessary to get the first down. Then he could hit behind the line on both those. Possibility, possibly. I know the third and one. Yes, he did. And yes, that might have been a little bit of blocking. But we've also seen Rojo make a cut, be elusive, more elusive get than twenty five yards, and then he gets the called back because of penalty. Barber. Well, yeah, yeah we've seen that happen we've too. Seen that happen a couple of times too. I mean, give, and give Jones credit for that, man, because he's had some nice plays to get called. Well, here's, here's what I think happened along the lines too, and I mean, we, we, that's why I want to see more of them. We, yeah. got, we we got so much stuff to even talk about today. But here's what here's what I think happened, right? So maybe for like the first half of the season, Aaron's was letting things happen, letting things go kinda down. Feel out a little kinda, bit. Kind of be on. like, okay, new system, whatever. Then all of a sudden, around that bye week or a little bit before that bye week, that's when he started holding people accountable. And you see him getting rid of a guy like Hargraves. You see him pulling Rojo out of a game because of a uh, a missed block. And it's like, you know, sit your ass down. Because at the end of the day, we all know that with the front office, he has time. It's not like you got to win, you got to make the Super Bowl, or you got to make the playoffs this year, you're getting fired. He has a five-year contract or something like that, so he knows that he has a a little bit of time. And now it's it's like the – it, it, it goes from like the nurturing father to like okay now you're kind of messing up now I gotta now, now I gotta reprimand you yeah now you're going yeah. to timeout now you're going to timeout nobody puts Rojo in the corner but uh, you know it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those things it's, it's it's the learning curve it's the bumps and bruises some of the things that even you know Zach has said repeatedly even though me and you were more optimistic on the Buccaneers and let's just, let's just be real here if. Zach agreed with everything we said, or vice versa. Like it would be very boring radio. So you yeah. know, what I'm saying sometimes we gotta, you know, play the as de- as he says, devil's advocate or the optimistic, you know, crazy guy or whatever the, whatever it is, and have high expectations on certain things. But I mean, I, I think there were some points in this this season where I was just like, damn, we're gonna be in like the top five draft. Yeah. Now we're like right around that middle of the pack, and and to be honest with you, as as you know, up and down as Jameis has been, I think that uh, it, it's probably going to be a situation where we're at worst. We're probably going to franchise him to work out a deal, but at worst, we're going to franchise him. Um, you know, he's going to be dealing with some issues over the next couple of weeks because he is dealing with a fractured thumb. Has come out. He played the rest of the game. With he it. played seems the rest like, of the game. Seems like he's uh, fine. Allegedly, he I went, thought he got benched, man. He, after, when they came out of the the half, and then you nah. see Griffin. <clears throat> Yeah, apparently he went to the doctor and found tried to you know find out would it be you know could he damage it more etc. If he played the rest of the season, he's gotten clearance for it, so he's gonna tough it out. We're gonna see. Uh, I guess it wasn't to the extent of, uh, of Drew Brees, mm-hmm. but we're gonna see. You know, Drew had ligament damage. Yeah, Drew had ligament thumb. damage. That's a lot different than hand, the right? fracture. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, his right thumb. Jameis has gotten the clearance to do that. Um, had a crazy, crazy output against the uh, against the Colts. Um, doing some spectacular numbers and, and, and different things in that game. Uh, I, I think he's going to be a dude that, honestly, in, in, in my opinion, will be back here. I think he's going to be um, one of the dudes that we do resign because th- that's where it starts. We we got to keep that that core together and uh, really, you know, start to build something here in Tampa. There's going to be a few guys I think maybe uh, we don't bring back like a Bashard Perriman, um, some things like that. It, it, honestly, Bashard Perriman has been stepping up the last couple of weeks, and, and especially this week with the loss of Mike Evans, he had to come in and play a total position that he has not played the whole season. And, Tremendous catches, and he he made a couple really nice catches, and, and, is, and is doing a good job stepping in. So was Justin Watson. I was really impressed by that. Uh, but Jameis, though, going back to this Colts game. Threw for 456 yards, which is crazy. Third all-time for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, by the way. And another thing that I'm looking at, I'm going through his game logs here, and what I see is pretty consistent is when the line protects for him, he has a pretty decent game. Uh, This game, he only had one sack. The game before, he had four. Uh, 89 rating against the Jaguars to 107 against against the Colts. And the the week before against Atlanta, 108 rating, zero sacks. So I think when Jameis gets time, he he tends to – and sacks don't always show all the numbers. Like obviously there's pressures and hurries that go along with that too. But if Jameis tends to have time, he tends to make the right throw for the most part. I mean he tends to make plays. He's he's really made a couple really, really good throws that elite quarterbacks make. That, that Evans throw, dropping it in like he did. The throw to Godwin at the Atlanta game where Perriman. he thread the needle. I mean, he's made some really terrific throws in the last few weeks. Hey, so I'm reading this thing talking about, you know, the achievements that Jameis has so far and all the things with the Colts. Mm-hmm. And out of the top ten, they have uh, Jameis Winston ha- has has four seasons of having the most yards for Tim Bay Buccaneers quarterback. But at the very bottom, which is number nine, where he's above Josh Freeman, they put the yards – they got them backwards for the yards and the in the actual like year, because for yards it has them at twenty seventeen, but the season is thirty five oh four. So you could tell like it's, <laughs> it, it's supposed to be the two thousand seventeen season, and he had thirty five thousand and, and uh, thirty five hundred and four yards because the the one with Josh Freeman underneath that is thirty four fifty one. So you could tell they just, they put it in uh, backwards, but he owns the first, second, and fourth. And the ninth uh, single season uh, passing yards in Tampa Bay Buccaneers history currently. Who's the third? Josh Freeman. Third is Josh Freeman with his 2012 uh, campaign with the 4,065 yards. Nice. Yeah, he uh, right now he's second in the league in, in passing yards. Yep, 61.3 completion percentage. Yeah, he's he's only uh, what seven yards. Off of the lead from Dak Prescott, yeah. which that kind of surprised me when I saw that. I was like, Dak, yeah. Dak is the number one passer. Here's a, here's another uh, Ezekiel was in, interesting stat for us. Currently, uh, most passing yards, first five seasons of the NFL career in NFL history, Peyton Manning owns that record, followed by one Dan Marino, Andrew Luck, and then and Matt Ryan, then Jameis Winston. So he's fifth on the list currently. Three games left. 
He could take the, the Matt Ryan has eighteen thousand nine hundred fifty-seven. Currently, Jameis Winston sits at eighteen thousand seven hundred forty-three. So it's probably safe to say he's going to pass that. Andrew Luck has nineteen thousand seventy-eight. He can quite possibly pass both those guys. I'm sorry, I'm also following. This is the first five seasons of the yeah, passing first yardage. First five seasons passing yardage. Uh, uh, and uh, Luck uh, is number one. And, no, no, no. no Manning's number three. Manning's number one. Luck's number three. Gotcha. Manning, Marino, Luck, in, in this, Ryan. In this game, win. this next game against mm. the the Lions, he can it, with about three hundred, a little bit over three hundred yards. He can pass Matt Ryan and Andrew Luck. Well, you know he's probably going to get 300 yards. I mean, the guys throw 300 yards basically every single week. so Killing it on fantasy. And he'll probably end up passing Dan Marino by the end of the year. That's a good stat, man. What would you rather have right now, Jameis Winston or Jared Goff? Jameis has 26 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. Jared Goff has 15 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I'd argue that Jared Goff has a better offense. Jared Goff actually has a better offense. I think he has a better offensive line. I don't think he has a better offensive scheme. I think he's. Oh, I think he most definitely has a better offensive scheme. Uh, the, I love the Rams' offense you mean, uh, so with you, the weapons they have. You know we were, got a better receivers. Hey, you know how you were saying the Green uh-huh. Bay is the is a pretender. I think the Rams fall right along that. They finally did. They got a much needed win this mm-hmm. this past Sunday, but the Rams do not. I think if they sneak in, I think they're the dangerous team. I think we disagree on this one. We'll so you're telling me that, that the Rams' receivers are better than the Bucks' receivers? I, I I look at you. I'm like, it's close. They've got depth. I'm not saying up okay, top. Depth, yeah. Depth. You, you Between take, Brandon Cooks, take, Robert Woods, yeah. and uh, you got Josh Reynolds as a fourth wide receiver. I mean, this Cooper, guy could be a number three. Was a couple, Easy. Right? Was it Cooper Cup or something? Cooper, yeah, Cooper Cup is ball. arguably Cooper one of the ball. best slot players to play He's in the game the, right now. Yeah. I mean, there's no argue, there's no arguing that point. The guy is amazing. In the I slot. think that team has more overall. Uh, I think talent. Um, how it's coached, I don't think is being coached. I think right. a lot of it comes, boils down to that running game too. Do you know I Sean mean, McVay was a coach with the Bucks? Yeah, yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, back when Gruden, back yep. when won the championship. Ass. Yeah. Who, I'm an ass? No, Sean McVay for oh, leaving okay. the Bucks. <laughs> for leaving the Bucks. Oh, you got to move up, man. Nah, Gruden didn't, Chucky guys. didn't want to give him an offensive coordinator job. But with all these little little tidbits and stuff that we're throwing out here for, for uh, Jameis Winston. It a tidbit. Yeah, it's a tidbit. You know, I almost wore my Winston jersey. I might wear it next week after our W. For, for all these, uh, you know, he's he's – Number two right now, obviously, like you said, uh, passing yards. He's number two in touchdown passes right now. Um, what do you think with uh, Jameis Winston? You know, what do, what do you think is uh, going to go down in the off season? Do you think he's going to be extended to a multi year? Do you think he's I don't gonna know be- if Jameis is going to want to sign a multi year deal? I think he's going to want to get big money. Uh, just like any quarterback who's been a five-year starter and supposed franchise of, of franchise quarterback of our franchise, uh, I think he's going to want to get paid. I don't think the Bucks are going to want to pay him. So I think when the Bucks offer him that that Blake Bortles type deal, I don't know if he necessarily takes that. I think they're going to be forced into franchising him for another season and then let it play out because I think he's going to want to get his money. The NFL is not for long. Like you got to get your money now while you can, and whether the team believes he's this quarterback, or the league believes, or the fans believe, Jameis believes he wants to get his money. I'm sure it boils down to that. It's, I mean, obviously, it, it, we can placate, and the players can placate and say, "Oh, well, they love the sport," and da 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 da. But it's millions of dollars, and they want their money. So I, I honestly think it's going to come down to uh, Jameis wanting a little bit too much. Than what the Bucks are willing to pay him, uh, and they're going to say, "Here, let's prove it again." Here's a franchise tag. 
I think they're gonna. I don't know. I think they're gonna sign him to at least a three or four year. If deal. they do, it's gonna be like you said, the Blake Bortles like kind of three year bridge deal. It, I think. I think these next three games are really gonna depend on how they approach it. I think he's kind of overplaying himself for that Bortles deal to where a little bit it gets, starts to get a little bit better for him. Well, it's definitely not going to be Blake Bortles because obviously that was what four years ago, yeah. five years ago. The league's moved a little bit forward, the caps moved up, and obviously that number is going to jump and it's going to look a lot higher. But what I think we could see is something around twenty to twenty-five million. Yeah, in between that a year. I I think he could get signed for a possible three I think four year deal. That Blake long. was what like sixteen a year. Something like that, but I think it was only for like two or three years. Or three year like deal, that. I yeah. believe it was. Yeah, I'd be comfortable paying twenty million. Uh, yeah, we paid him twenty four this year or it's something. Twenty four. Yeah, he, yeah, his rookie. Uh, no, it's twenty. It's twenty. Sorry, it was his rookie deal, fifth year. I uh, mean, option four year contract, hundred million dollars. Pick. What, what do you think about if they sign up for a hundred million dollars, four years, at like forty guaranteed or something like that? Fifty guaranteed. How many years? Four, four years. Four years, a hundred million. Yeah, twenty five a year. <clears throat> I'm down. Same signing tomorrow. If the Bucks and Jason Like has kind of made it, I wouldn't say made it seem like he could do something like this, but I feel like he has a tendency of oversigning some players. I wouldn't doubt it if he pays the the going rate for a franchise quarterback. I wouldn't doubt it if he gave him thirty million a year. I'm serious. I'm serious. I wouldn't doubt it if if he has a three I, games. I don't think they do thirty has, million. With I don't trying think to it'll quite be thirty, Barrett. but I think it'll be up there. I mean, what are we looking at? We're looking at a guy that's leading league touchdowns, yardage. He's got an interception problem. He's not the problem of this team. A lot of people think he's oh, no. the issue. Not at this all. defense is the issue. It's the players around Jameis. Even with an interception, uh, uh, the coach said uh, with the, the well, Darius. I say the offense is more the issue than, yeah, well, than the defense. Well, the Darius, Darius Leonard interception. Mm-hmm. He says, yes, it was a bad throw, but Mike also ran a three-yard shorter route than what he was supposed to. If he would have broke that route off at a depth that he was supposed to, Jameis would not have been forced to throw such a short route yep. where he where Darius Leonard would have been able to drop back in coverage so easily to intercept that ball. So it goes both ways. Is his receivers putting him in the right position to win games? That's is his offensive line putting him in the right That's position to win games? And three yards is, is nine feet. That's a big difference. When uh, we talk pushing. about a franchise quarterback, let's look at the teams and look at the players that are around those guys. They make the franchise quarterback. Yeah. I've said it for how many years on No Boundaries? It's it's not a one-man roster. It's a 53-man roster. Every single position is valuable. Hey, even the, the quarterback corner, man. is just even the, the most valuable. Even the punter got to do his job. The quarterback's just the most valuable. That's just yeah. how it is. I think, honestly, James is probably going to want too much money. The Bucks, even though I just said that I could see him doing that, I could see Jason doing that. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think... And what's going to end up happening is they're going to end up franchising him because they have the rights to do so. And and what is the franchise right now for him? Twenty eight million dollars or something like well, that. We're probably about three months out from finding out what that fate's going to be because I believe the uh, free agency starts in March. A little, it usually starts about a month before the draft, month or so before the draft, which is usually around uh, the four twenty yeah. uh, area of the calendar every year. So. We're in December now. So a little bit of three, four months is, is we'll we'll figure all that. And I think with with certain cases like that, I think they are allowed to, to uh, still negotiate your own free agents. Obviously, you can't work anything out with any new guys, but people that are already on your roster, they can start doing that before the actual league year starts, et cetera, et cetera. So it's looking like it's probably going to be around like. 
thirty-two million if we franchise him. I think it's what's the top five at the position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at thirty-five at Russell Wilson, thirty-four at Ben Roethlisberger, thirty-three and a half for Rodgers, thirty-three and a half for Goff, who just signed his deal. Jesus. And then Wentz at thirty-two. What? Those are two guys that have signed their deal a year, year earlier than because what they came out a year after Winston. So I mean, I think if you can get Jameis Winston between the twenty-five and twenty-eight a year, you're kind of getting a little bit of a bargain. So if he were to get twenty-eight a year. Uh, that would be just behind uh, number six on the list, or number seven on the list. Uh, Kirk Cousins is, is at twenty-eight million a year. I take Winston over Kirk. Jacoby Brissett is making twenty-seven point nine. He's number eight on the list. So he'll probably he'll get thirty. He'll, he'll if Jacoby Brissett's making his money, if if Garoppolo made the money he made after only playing four games, you know, uh, in, the, in the Staffords, the Cars, um, you know, those guys have already signed their deals. There's a benchmark here. It's it's gonna be over if he signs a, a long term deal. It's gonna be over that twenty seven million dollar mark. I agree. And and then my prediction from a couple years ago might not be looking so stupid because he might just get over thirty million. I guess we'll have to see a few more months. We will. He's. He, I mean, he's played it out. I mean, we played it, it out. That'd be an over only... under to talk on the last buck that podcast yeah, well, for the year. Well, it's to see what it's gonna be at because we only got a few more shows left. Three. Yeah. Four. And then we'll be back for the draft. Yeah. We may do a couple impromptus just if there's, like, some significant stuff that goes on for us to talk about in between the off season. But, you know. Uh, Are we going to bring back who the buck am I? Definitely going to bring back the who the, the buck, buck am I in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I missed that. Yeah. We're going to have to do that. Because we couldn't keep doing it because, like, we yeah. just run out of, like, significant players that I know – Either that we all know, yeah, that you all know. Like we could bring up Joe Schmo, but we don't know. Yeah, you know, that, that, that's Schmo. definitely good preseason uh, material, right yeah. there. Though, I, I but like maybe that. like a pre-draft show. We'll probably do a pre-draft. We'll probably do one show uh, after like free agency, the, the first I mean, week or so of free agency. Yeah, we'll do a little like draft preview show. Then we'll do a post-draft preview show. Then once James the- Winston watch show, yeah. James Winston, you know <laughs> whether he's going to get re-signed or not. Are we going to have Jameis on the show next week? I mean, we, we, I mean, we could have right him now. on the show right now. Jameis is in the studio. He's always here. He's, He's always, always in the studio. studio. He's always hanging out with us. It would be nice maybe next year we um, start looking into getting some players, some older players on. I know I have a couple people who are friends with a couple of former players, so maybe we can work something out. That'd be nice. Maybe you can hit your boy Greg, uh, Greg, Spires. Greg Spires up. Maybe we can find out. We can make some things happen now. Hit up Michael Clayton. All right, so we are getting a little bit towards the end. So we'll do a little bit of, uh, of game breakdown from last week and then obviously moving into to this next week. What were some things that you've seen improvement-wise, um, Buccaneers, in this last game? And, and I, I guess even over like the last few weeks, what, 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 have, what do you guys think the biggest takeaway is right now? Two things. Perriman playing a lot better. Okay, I agree. And the defense overall playing really well. I think the prior weeks, you could say the defense. I think we took a step back against the Colts. Definitely that secondary definitely gave up to Booty. A little bit, man. But if you we gave up 34 the, points. They had 35 f- points. Yeah, 28. 17 of that was on the turnovers with short yardage. Not really. I mean, if you look at the uh, – I mean, and one, a, a couple of more. You had a pick six? Yeah, 28 yeah. points, though. We gave up 28 points. That's what I – I mean, the score was 35, but we gave up 28. Because the one was the pick six. It's still a lot of points. 
We still they gave stopped up a, him at the end when it needed to count. We still gave up a lot of big plays. I'm not saying that we didn't play halfway deep. I'm just saying we, we didn't play as well as we did the, the weeks before. Weeks. Against Atlanta, only giving up 22 po- uh, points. A different team, Against Jacksonville, team. 11 points. You know, we we had winnable games. When we have winnable games, when defense puts us in a position or puts Jameis in a position to win, when when you look at the Colts game at the beginning of the year, did you think that was a win? I don't think no none of us put that as a win. I don't know if I I can't say if whether or not I put it as a win, but now looking at it or even looking at it at the beginning of the season, Andrew Luck being out, yes, I I would say it's a winnable game. I think even when we looked at them, kind of dissected it, I think it was even before Andrew Luck had announced his retirement because he did that late. Mm-hmm. Into the to the offseason, like literally right before, uh, I think even the yeah, uh, everybody had already drafted him in their leagues and all that stuff. Yeah, like yeah, people were already drafting him in the leagues and stuff. So I think preseason had already started before he even finally said, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm going to retire." So, the, but that was a game that was definitely like. You looked at it like it could be winnable, but you know Andrew Luck, if he's having a good year, then yeah, you didn't know what kind one. of Colts you were going to get. You didn't know if you were going to get the Colts of last year, who basically took the lowest salary cap in the league, uh, and you know as far as amount spent, and turned that into a playoff team, a team that was what three and thirteen the year before, turned into a playoff team. So Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he didn't have a terrific game, two hundred fifty yards and two touchdowns, but what I remember from the game was the big plays, the big play to Marcus Johnson, Zach Pascal had a couple big plays, and those, those were all those for are, touchdowns. Yeah, so those, it was the it was the it was the big one. They they had some bad coverage. I don't think we Marlon Mack was held to under fifty yards, wasn't he? Yes, he was. But that, you know, that's no surprise, right? I mean, I feel like every running back we run it up against now is is going to be under 100 yards. Like we're not going to we're not going to get beat that way. They're not they're not coming into our house and we're going into their house. They're not going to be running down our throat. I feel like that's one thing that Arians has instilled that's different from Cutter's team and that is a physical nature. Yes. Like we're running the ball more. We're forced even though we're not like as successful with the run, we're, we're still forcing that run. And on defense, that front seven is 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 placating the position and and, and the downs basically yeah. because n- the teams cannot run on the Bucks. So basically they're forced to pass. They're one dimensional. Sometimes we've we've come up and we've done a good job of holding them in check in the last couple of weeks. This week we did an okay job. Who's we won the game, I though. See? Oh, I didn't even give a pick. Yeah, you did. I just talked. You just talked and rambled on the, on the on the defense. What was the question? This last game, yeah. Who do we think made a improvement? An improvement or the biggest difference? Well, I, I, in the I, game? I just meant the team <clears throat> in general. Who, who, who's co- like like what has changed and gotten better? Well. As the couple weeks ago, yes, the defense. But as far as this game in particular, your Perryman comment was right on point. And then just just the nature of the guys being able to step up when Mike went down. Justin uh, Watson had All 5 for 59 in a touchdown. Perryman 3 for 70 in a touchdown. Really stepping up in place. And then also the tight ends. Uh, uh, OJ starting to heat up now. And I think a lot of that has to do with in this game, Evans was down. And that's the next man up mentality. Being able to throw a guy like OJ who's super athletic and then Cam Braid on the other side. You know, it makes a pretty lethal combination, even when you're missing your all-pro wide receiver. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest things moving forward. If if we don't trade OJ in the offseason, if we keep Cameron Brait, we got to find a way to get our offensive line better so we can utilize our tight ends and more than, you know, just blocking. Because, I mean, let's be real here. You know, Cam Brait has shown consistently that he can, you know, make some, some solid plays from the tight end position. 
And O.J. Howard's supposed to be like this athletic stud, you know, this, this uh, magnificent beast, if you will. Let's see what this man can do. I totally agree. He is a he is a magni- magnificent beast. Uh, Cameron just- Brait leads, I think, all tight ends. Or I don't remember if it was undrafted tight ends or like overall, uh-huh. but in quarter in um, in touchdowns. Since when? Since this year, or like since he's no been like in that the stat? Yeah, for un- undrafted rookies, I think like of tight ends, it might be undrafted rookies, but leading in touchdowns. Okay, okay. interesting. So I go to show you, man. Like. He's been balling right along with Mike Evans since they came in the league. If you combined O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray into one tight end this past weekend, they had eight catches for uh, 104 yards and a touchdown. So pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I think we've got to utilize that a little bit more. Um, this upcoming game, Detroit Lions, we travel to uh, Ford Field. Yeah, this was supposed to be the game we were going to go yeah, to. Yeah, we are going to try to go to. It's going to be indoors. I think it's going to benefit, you know, it's, it's, it's the turf, but I think it'll benefit, you know, this team a little bit. You don't have to deal with the elements. And, and you're dealing with the Lions that's banged up. You know, they're on the third-string quarterback right now. No carry-on Johnson. Um, you know, they're, they're a team that's kind of like, I don't even really think they have a desire to win right now because they've only won three games. I mean, they're, they're going to be in the probably in the top five, top ten for sure for a draft pick. Um, this is going to be a game I think we can see – what we have potentially moving forward, um, this would be a game I think that'll be good for some of our younger guys to really kind of, I don't want to say buy into the system, but really like kind of take, I guess, progress in the system would be would be the the word I'm looking for, and really kind of take their take their game personally to an, another level against a team that is a little beat up. We're favored to win this game, aren't we? Yeah, I believe so. We should be. I mean, we're six and seven. They're three. Something and one. Yes, we are actually seven points. Uh, I let, let me guess. Let me guess. I'm going to say we are a three point favorite. We're, the, the spread is minus three for the Bucks, so that makes us the favorite, correct? Yes. Yeah. I'll take so it. Ba- basically, we're like a six point favorite. Three for the home team. Yeah, because they're getting three basically. So we should demolish them. So we're basically like six. Yeah, we should, but you know what? Who's um, playing over there in Detroit? It, I think his name's like David Blow. I'm not even kidding. I'm not. I'm sorry. I, 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 I think it's Bulla. I, 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 I thought it's Blow because it Johnny David. Depp. <laughs> we, we were joking that this guy's gonna blow because it was the first time he played was on Thanksgiving. So we're all sitting around watching this guy play, and I'm like, should I start Galladay? And I was like, well, it's Jeff Driscoll or it's this Blow guy. I'm like, well, what the hell? I'll start. And he balls out on Thanksgiving. He didn't blow. He didn't blow. He didn't blow. He blew, but the right way. Is it blue or is it blow? I, he's not even coming up on my, my stats here. I'm, I'm going to look him up. because. Are know, you spelling it B-L-L-W? I, 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 well, I know he's going to be in the box. <laughs> That's score. not it. I think it is right. It's B-L-O-U-G-H. So blow maybe is probably blah, blow. Blah. You say blah, I say blow. It's one of those. But, I mean, he's been halfway decent for this line. I mean, for a third-string undrafted uh, quarterback, I believe he's undrafted. Well, against the Vikings, he went 24 for 40, 205 yards, one TD, two interceptions. David Blah. Blah. What about the other game on Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, was which which was, was a first start. That was, the against, that was against the Bears. He went for 
he was 27 for 38, 280, two touchdowns and an interception. He started really hot in that game. So he hasn't thrown over 300 yards. He had a bomb to Galladay to start that game. And I was like, dude, this guy is not blow. Yeah. This guy is really good. He well, just changed guess, his last I name. I guess it's good. blah. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but this, is, this definitely looks like a team uh, low defensively. Uh, They're going to try to pass on us because that's our weakness. Our strength is the run defense. They don't have really a running back. No, yeah, they're on like their third string. Bo Scarborough, I think, is running ball for him. Ty Johnson. Bo yeah. Scarborough, Ty Johnson, J.D. McKissick. Yeah, J.D. McKissick. He's, uh, he's a receiving back, so you'll see him on third downs and such. And you so. got Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, T.J. Hawkinson. Yep. Hawkinson was good. He's been all right. They, been they haven't Johnson. changed the he's way they streaky. played the game since – uh, Matthew Stafford's gotten hurt. It's the same lines. They can't run the ball, so they're forced to pass. Even with David Blau, uh, they're forced to pass. So they're going to pass on us, and we're going to have to pass on them because they got Darius they're, they're pretty Slay good against Justin the run. They, they started out uh, early on in the year really bad against the run, uh, but I think they've gotten a lot better against the run. I'm looking up their stats right now. They it's are they are now like in the, the early 20s, like I'd say 20th against the run, where early on in the year they were dead last. So uh, I, I think it's just going to be a shootout, shootout in Ford Field, in a nice AC dome or heated dome. It's probably heated, right? Yeah, it's heated now, man. Yeah, well, it's, it's definitely it's yeah, it's it's snowing outside, so it's not going to be AC, right? You never know. Or would they put the AC on? Because you got sixty thousand people in there, you're going to need to. You create a lot of heat. Yeah, so you need to put the AC on, balance it out. We'll never yeah, know. Yeah, there'll probably be some AC in there, at least a little bit. Yeah, man. All them big old drunk Detroitians. They probably just set it at like 78 degrees. Is it Detroitians? Detroitones? What would you call a resident of Detroit? Um, Michigan? Michigan? No, they're, called Michigan they're called Michiganders, actually. Michiganders. 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 But you like a Sarasotian. So is it a Detroitian? Yeah. I don't know. Detroitian? I don't, I don't know how that works. Huh. Well, they're going to be the trotting after. I just all, I've just always known them as Michiganders. Michiganders. So uh, let's let's wrap this thing up and, and give a little predictions for uh, this this game here. Well, I think I just did. It's going to be a, basically a passing attack back and forth. I don't think there's going to be much of a running game on both sides. I say the Bucks win this game. <coughs> I say it's going to be close though. Um, I'll say thirty-one. 24. 31-24. Uh, are we not talking now? 42-17. 42-17. Okay. He just writes it down and holds it up. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Are we not doing radio? Like, what are you, a mime know, now? Did yeah. you turn to a mime? In, in the last two games, <laughs> they've put up 20 and 7, respectively. or uh, Not so respectively. Um... I would like to think that the Buccaneers, but I also say that Minnesota and Chicago is better defense than the Bucks. They do at but, that point, but uh, the Bears were also facing them. I, I don't. Even, did Mr. Trubisky even play that game? Yes, he did. Yes, I believe he did. Yeah, but they played against a, a streaky Mr. Trubisky. Mm-hmm. He had three hundred thirty-eight and three touchdowns, one interception. Was that last week though? No, that was against the Lions. Okay. Um, He's had a couple good games, past couple games. I, I, I think it's going to be like twenty-eight fourteen. So I said thirty-one twenty-four, twenty-eight fourteen for Craig. 
42 and you said 42 oh, you know what Damn. Mike Evans isn't playing well you know going back to that I I thought the Bucks moved the ball quite well without Mike they did. I did too. Mike had sixty-one of their yards on one catch. But they're hurting the man. You take they only away got three receivers. You, you take away Watson, that. James still threw for. Perriman. So James still threw for almost four hundred yards. Seventy-one of that was that one play. Sixty-one. I know. Seventy-one. Sixty-one yard. You sure? Yeah. Positive. You talking about the Mike Evans yeah. catch? Yeah. Sixty-one yard touchdown. One catch. Go ahead, look it up real quick. I, am. I don't believe you. Or wrap this show up. So you we, sweating over there? Should I turn the AC down for you? So we could wrap it up like Should a put the uh, heat like on. A Trojan. Nah, probably need the AC on a little bit. Working up a sweat, huh? It hasn't, it hasn't been so cold today. Yeah. Kind of not doing anything, though. Just hanging out. I know, but it's nice hot, it's, it's nice hot a, in here. Nice AC room. 76 degrees. That's not really nice. Not coming up. Is it the iPad? No, I looked up the wrong thing. Damn, Apple. You looked up the wrong thing. I did. I hit the wrong one. How's that iPad working out for you, Eddie? It's nice. It's got a nice little white pen up there on the top of it. Yeah, it works out really nice. <laughs> Eddie, you could have just looked up the box score from, from last year. I could have, man, and I didn't go to that either. All um, right, so what did, what did you want to know? Because I now have it up. Uh, it's one for 61. 61, whatever, man. Yeah, that's what I said, 61. 71. You said 71. I said 71, man. I need to go back and look at that tape. Okay. I think he got robbed 10 yards. He got robbed 10 yards. Yeah, man. Brashard had 70. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Might have been. Yeah. Probably not. (laughs) Hey, still, 61 of that was that one play. Before we get out of here, now I know we're kind of predicting the future a little bit and looking past the Houston game, but we all have them winning against the Lions. So out of the next two games, where did the Bucs go? Against Atlanta, right? Is it Atlanta? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the last game, and Houston. then Houston. Houston. So I say, out of the next three games, the Bucks go two and one, and I say they lose the Atlanta game. Wow! They win in Houston. It's their Super Bowl, Eddie. Oh, wow. Houston, look at no Houston plays wait, here. Did we, you see that we face? Play Houston that here. Was a, yeah, Houston whatever. plays here. Whatever doesn't matter. That's their Super Bowl. Did you see that judgmental face? A guy who has the craziest predictions in Buccaneer history just looked at me with judgment on his face because I said the Bucks are going to beat Houston. Oh, that wasn't why I looked at you for that. I was looking at you because I'm thinking, no, they're playing in Tampa. Oh, what did I say? Did you I say they were playing in Houston? In Houston? Yeah. yeah. Oh, whatever. I meant they were playing Houston. It's their Super Bowl, damn it. They're Houston, gonna win. we have a problem. Okay, so you're on board with me then. Is what oh, yeah, they're going to go 3-0, man. Okay, of course they are. They, they were supposed to go what sixteen and zero, but no, not sixteen. And 0. They were going to win eleven games. I, I, I say they're both. Uh, I, I, I say both of those are very possible. I think it's a little bit more probably on the two and one aspect of it. Do you remember what you guys uh, had them as? I think I had like six and ten. I want to say I think I had them at nine and seven because I did okay. have them a, a little bit over five hundred, I believe. Okay, and I think Eddie had them at like either ten or eleven. Yes, yeah, I, I said eleven wins. Yeah. Okay. So both of me and you are both. And I think you might have had him at seven and nine. You know, you might be right because I'm thinking I either had him at six and ten. You or You either seven had him at seven and nine, or you had him at eight and eight. I remember that. I don't think I gave him the eight and eight nod. Okay, so I think you might have been seven and. Because I'm, I'm, I've been saying this whole year. I'm on the the 2020 next year. The 2020 season. Next year. Get 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 another season of this offense under Jameis's belt. Get, uh, another uh, season of Todd Bowles. Uh, you know, another season of these rookies growing. Carlton Davis' third year. Bowles stay as a coach. I think he. Will. I, I think, think he does. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I think Carolina, I, I Dallas. Think, I think his head. Listen, his it head takes coach a couple more years to to get a head coaching job after failing like he did in New York. I don't think he gets a job right away. No, no. I think that he might be one of the guys who's just better as a as coordinator. A coordinator. Kind of like Cutter. He's not a he's not a head coach. You know, he's doing pretty good in 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 Atlanta right now. Kind of like your boy uh, Raheem Morris. Oh, the defense corner, Romeo Cornell, people like that. Yeah. People yeah. like that. I think some people are meant to coach, uh, head coach, and some people are meant to the Four real, co- the real co- coaching, which is the coordinators. Rod Marinelli. So, he with that be, being he's said. He's probably going to be getting fired. With that being said, though, this has been another edition of Buck That Podcast. From my boy Zach, from my boy Eddie, I'm your boy Craig. Peace out.